Kendi, Rockstars. Prepare for a treat, let's meet and greet some bands and singers that are super sweet Making music that's fun for boys and girls, help them learn about this great big world Fun for the family, yes it's true, your kids will love it and you will too Clap and dance and sing aloud, become a part of the kindy crowd These songs will make you move your feet and give your ears a great big treat So settle in, grab your guitars, and let's get to know our kindy rock stars Hello everyone and welcome to Kindy Rockstars. This is the show that gives you the stories behind the songs from some of the best bands and singers that are making fun, informative, educational, catchy, and occasionally silly songs for children and families. I'm your host, Patrick Adams, and each episode of Kindy Rockstars will feature an artist and a featured song. So let's get to this week's show. We are here today with Amy Hirsch. Welcome to the show, Amy. Thank you so much, Patrick. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and how you got into kindy music. Oh, very strange and long journey, but the shorter version is um, I always wanted to be a writer. I started off as a journalist. Um, I have a master's in journalism. Uh, simultaneously, I've been playing the guitar since I was a little kid. Uh, and I was doing my journalism thing and doing lots of really fun stuff. I got to interview. I was doing mostly um, show business people and theater people. And I got to interview people like Ben Kingsley and Richard Branson, who, who is a trip and um, lots of Broadway stuff. And then I, it kind of lost meaning for me after a couple of years. So I got into writing for nonprofits. So I got into fundraising and grant writing and public relations for nonprofits. Um, and I had some, I've had some fabulous jobs. I decided to retire young because I was tired of getting up at 530. Um, and I was, first I worked at a um, faith-based organization that was working on uh, social justice and then I landed at the Wildlife Conservation Society, which is an international organization. And my office was in the Bronx Zoo. So uh, I was constantly surrounded by animals and environmental messages and fun. And I came to a really rough period in my life where I said, I need a project that's going to be very positive. So I said, you know, what have I always wanted to do? Well, I want to make a record. Do I have any songs? No, but that shouldn't stop me. So I decided to write a couple of songs. And I said, okay, this is going to be the project that's going to keep me positive. I'm going to go into a recording studio. You know, everybody's dream is to go into Abbey Road, you know. But uh, I knew I wasn't going into Abbey Road, but um, I just needed something to really lift my spirits. So I started writing these songs I had no idea they were children's songs until my friends told me. I just thought they were funny songs. I said, oh, I said, oh, well, I guess that makes sense. I wasn't consciously thinking this is for a children's audience at all. So um, 
I wrote a whole bunch of songs. I went into a recording studio and heaven forfend, it was analog. That's how far back we're going, like 12 years. So I'm just now starting to re-record them in a real professional um, digital studio. Uh, and that's how I got into it. And then I started, um, when I retired, I said, I just got to get out there and play the guitar. So uh, I called up a local library and said, I want to do programming for kids. And I want to do a program that's called Rock and Roll for Little Ones. Because I, I was looking around, I didn't see any rock and roll programs for, for young children. This is birth to age five. Because I think they need to learn the Beatles and Chuck Berry and uh, the Ronettes. Mm, who else do I play? And I, I also do folk songs, you know, traditional American folk songs. But I even throw in the talking heads every now and then, like the only appropriate song I can find, which is I start by saying, is anybody here learning to walk and talk? And that's everybody. And then I say, baby, you can walk, you can talk just like me with a little practice. So that works. I Sometimes I play Sheena is a punk rocker by the uh, Ramones, but mostly I just do classic rock. So I was singing. Uh, I was start getting all these gigs at li local libraries and do, been doing three a week, uh, even with COVID outside doing them. That got me over my stage fright because I have really bad stage fright. They don't call it stage fright now. It's performance anxiety. It's very highfalutin, but it's stage fright. And <laughs> so I really got to appreciate the kids and what they wanted and what they were thinking about more and how they wanted songs presented. Um. So that's what I've been doing. Well, bless you for introducing them <laughs> to great music from the 60s and 70s. Because oh, you know, my kids learned about some of these bands from video games like Garage Band and stuff like that. It's like, well, at least they're, they're hearing them from somewhere. And, you know, my, my, kid, my kid came up to me one day and said, hey, Dad, have you ever heard of this band called Van Halen? I'm like, oh, <laughs> my God. Of course. I'm glad you're hearing that. <laughs> well, I say to the kids sometimes, you know, I don't, I don't know what they require when you re register for pre-K or kindergarten, but you have to know who Chuck Berry is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you like music, you, you've got to go back to the people that really created it and, and made it popular and so forth. So, Oh, right, right. And it's so joyful, you know, and, and to sing songs like, I sing Be My Little Baby. It's really singing it for the parents. Yeah, it's a great and song. Grandparents. Yeah. And I say, here's a hugging song. <laughs> and they <laughs> love it. The kids love it. Some of the parents have never heard these songs before. Like some of them had never heard Yellow Submarine. I couldn't believe it. You right. Know, so. Yeah. So, um, so when you worked at the zoo and then, you know, <laughs> had your initial inspiration. So were most of your songs that you wrote obviously animal focused or? Animal and environmentally focused, yes. Um, and they're on that first album I made, uh, that analog. You know, you have to crank crank your speakers first. But yeah, because I was um, literally my office building was next to the sea lion pool. And at lunchtime, uh, I would go to visit the tigers or visit the giraffes or go see the gorillas with the flamingos, um, the Bronx Zoo is an incredible facility run by amazing, dedicated people. 
uh, so inspirational, just the most inspirational bunch of people that you ever want to meet and dedicate their level of dedication is extraordinary. So I was surrounded by this, you know, inside and outside <laughs> during lunch for eight years. Uh, so that and the environment and just silly songs, just silly, goofy stuff. Just uh, my purpose was to make myself laugh, first of all. <laughs> And then if I could make my family and my friends laugh, that was nice. And then they said, oh, these are children's songs. I said, okay. So I got to, so I, I call them children's songs. They're more sort of novelty, but yeah. I, um, so one of my songs, so for example, some of my songs, another song I wrote in addition to the one you're going to play is uh, King Kong's Happy Ending. Because uh, that came to me when, we got a call one day at, at our office saying a, a gorilla just had a baby. You have to come see it. So it was only two days old at that point. I, and of course, we couldn't be in the same space with the gorillas. You're separated from them by glass. But um, went over there and this little mommy gorilla was holding up this ugly little baby. It was so ugly. It was beautiful. And um, it about the same time another King Kong movie was coming out, I was just thought, I hate sad endings. I just don't watch anything anymore with a sad ending. I don't want to see it. I don't want to think about it. So I wrote King Kong's Happy Ending. So it's a whole alternative universe for him where everything turns out fine. Um, I don't know. Let's see what else did I write. King Kong's Happy I wrote a song about bug bites. Uh, I wrote a song about... Um, Hating to get bug bites because I got lots of them. Um, I wrote a song called Someone Else's Bubblegum is Sticking to My Shoes, which is an environmental song about not littering. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not hitting you over the head with the lesson. It's more a funny story about not being able to walk because you've got bubblegum on your shoes. Based Also based on, sort of based on a true story. I was riding on the train uh, into New York City and there was bubblegum on my that got stuck somehow to my pants from my, my backpack was on the floor uh, of the, of the train. And I put it on my pants and um, there's bubble gum all over me. So, so that was inspired by a real event. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are you ready to get into a song? Sure. Our song today, a very, very relevant one. Uh, this is called No Matter Where You Go, Lullaby for Coronavirus. So Amy, tell me a little bit about this song and what inspired you to write it. Oh, thank you, Patrick. Sure. Well, I do a lot of uh, gigs at libraries for kids ages birth to five. Uh, I've been able to do it outside during uh, the coronavirus. And when we started wearing masks and social distancing, I saw that kids were very frightened about it. And I heard from parents and grandparents that they found it very confusing and they just didn't understand why, why can't I hug grandma and grandpa? Why can't I hug my friends? Why are they wearing masks? So I wrote this to reassure them that it wasn't, to, I was hearing that they were feeling guilty and that they were feeling hurt. And I wanted to reassure them, this is not, this is not because you did anything bad or wrong or you, you're a bad child. This is because we're doing it for health and nobody likes it. We'd rather be hugging. 
So it was just to let them know we love you no matter what. So I never use the word coronavirus or illness or mask in there. I just generally say, no matter where you go, my love's with you. If you're one foot away or six feet away, it doesn't matter. Yeah, very good. Beautiful message. Thank you. All right. All right. Let's play this song, No Matter Where You Go, Lullaby for Coronavirus by Amy Hirsch. dance, love can fly, love can sing a lullaby, love can run across the grass in the morning dew. No matter where you'll be, down the hall or across the sea, no matter where you go, my love's with you. If you're one foot away, if you're two feet away, if you're three feet away, it's still true. If you're four feet away, if you're five feet away, if you're six feet away, I love you. Love is like your soul, love can float, love can grow, love is never bound by space and time. Love is soft, love is brave, through our love we will be saved, and so I sing to you this lullaby. If you're one foot away, if you're two feet away, if you're three feet away, it's still true. If you're four feet away, if you're five feet away, if you're six feet away, I love you. That was No Matter Where You Go, Lullaby for Coronavirus by Amy Hirsch. Uh, wonderful song. Uh, Amy, let everybody know where they can stream or download that song and where they can find you on social media. Oh, sure. Thank you. Well, um, on Facebook, and uh, you can just look under one word, Amy Hirsch Kids Tunes. I'll spell that. A-M-Y-H-E-R-S-H-K-I-D-S. T-U-N-E-S, or you can look at my website of the same name and it will send you to um, videos of me on YouTube and uh, my album and my newest recordings. Very good. Amy, thank you so much for doing the show. Oh, thank you so much for, for inviting me and for doing this for the, for the kindy music community. It's so nice to have people know about this and that there's some place where kids can get entertainment that isn't about violence and loudness. And this is just lovely. It is absolutely my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks.